Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman. I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we're going to talk about some video games for once. How are you doing, Bren? I like how you say other co-host, like implying like, hi, I'm the host, Doug Coleman. Here's the other co-host, like there's already one here. Oh, oh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> you just say other co-host, like you've already introduced one co-host. Oh, I see what you're saying. And here's the other co-host, Brent. I'm just used to like actually there being a lot of people on at once now, and it, just the fact that it's only you and me, it's kind of throwing me off. That's probably why I said that. Yeah, I don't think we've had just the one and two for a while. I know, it feels like we're doing the best ofs again. God damn it. Oh God, can we not do that ever again? <laughs> we have to every year. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, good for us, because we won't make it past two. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if we get that far. (laughs) But, um, so, I personally haven't been playing many games, but there's a bunch that I'm excited to talk about tonight. But, uh, how about you? Is there anything specific you're trying to dive right in with? I guess, I've actually got some work lined up, so I guess I'm feeling better about, like, sitting around all day not doing anything but playing video games. Because before, when I was like, I gotta find a job, if I play games, it's wasting time. So I didn't want to get involved to a big intensive story that would suck me in like very immersive but then i would play roguelikes for just hours on end i'm like that's no problem i can just quit whenever i want then go back to the job search then hop back into the game <laughs> quit whenever i want yeah but then i'd be playing binding of Isaac for like nine hours straight yeah so like, that's fuck. the thing about those games talk about it, it you don't need the expansive story to draw you in you had like another type of addicting game or I, one that it didn't require as much time, but you put that much time into it because of how fun it is. I think it's because it didn't have a very expansive story that sucked me in. I was like, oh, it's just a quick, I can run through it in like 30 minutes, do like greed mode or something, just knock it out. And then like I get through greed mode. I was like, nah, I didn't get the items I want. Let me do it again. And you know, the day's gone. Yep. So, especially, there. especially with the winter where we only get like four hours of sunlight now, which is bullshit. <laughs> I, mean, I probably shouldn't sleep until one in the afternoon though that might be more on me oh you lucky bastard <laughs> i've been setting an alarm so i have to wake up at 11 o'clock so i don't accidentally do that because like i didn't even stay up that late i went to bed at like midnight and then i happened to sleep until like three in the afternoon <laughs> like i slept Jesus. for like 15 hours straight like i wasn't sick i wasn't drunk it just happened man uh, i'm just thinking about mouse guard on sunday like if you woke up at one you just literally the first thing you do roll out of bed and do some role playing as a mouse <laughs> i think i did that on the test episode like I think, <laughs> I, I think i fell back asleep and woke up like five minutes before we started that's amazing yeah um but i did play a quick game called never alone which is a side-scrolling uh platform uh puzzle platformer eh, there really weren't too many puzzles but it's also known as Kisama Inukich. It's so hard. I thought I'm the one that has pronunciation issues. Oh, it's a nightmare because it's not. It's about uh, Inuit. It's so hard. It's so hard to pronounce because it like the it it doesn't translate verbally as it as you read it. So it's very hard to pronounce all this stuff. Uh, But it's like Inukik. Inukek. Um, so it's about the native, like, Alaskan people, and it's all ice and snow. And he plays this little girl who leaves her village as there's, like, a blizzard coming. And it turns out she's trying to find the cause of the blizzard and stop it. And it's uh, a lot of spirits are involved. You see the northern lights. And in that culture's mythology, it's children, like, the spirits of children who've died are up there playing and like they're playing forever because that's what kids do. So they kind of harass you 
and not in a malicious way. It does kill you, but they don't intend to. They're just playing and they're kids. And Ooh, that's really morbid slash creepy, but also, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because that culture is in Alaska and it's just um, when you're playing, you can unlock little videos and it just kind of turns into a whole documentary about these people. So you, you could do the option like I did where you can just play it. Once you unlock the video, you'll watch it right away or you can wait until you're done and watch all of it together. And it's like a good, I don't know, probably like 30 to 40 minutes uh, video. And it just gives you all this backstory about that whole culture. And it's really cool. I really like the way they did it. And I think it integrates video with video games very well and kind of does an interesting take you don't see in a lot of games. But nice. while you're while you're playing through all the puzzles and stuff, you get a little fox friend, like in the very beginning. And he helps you out with the puzzles. And you can switch between the two characters. You can do local co-ops. And one person's playing as a girl. And one person's playing as the fox. And you get through this stuff. And this game might as well, like, I think an alternate name for this game could be, like, Fuck Bear Simulator for, like, 2015. Well, oh, no. no. That sounds weird. Not Fuck Bears. Like, yeah, um. That, oh, like, God. Like, bears are assholes. Like, bear asshole. No. Um. Oh, bear, God. Just bears are not kind things and should leave little girls and foxes alone. Simulator. <laughs> it's a Simulator. longer name. It's a long name, but it's less sexual than everything else I was thinking of. Yes, definitely. But Oof, That was a close yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. But there's just this one fucking polar bear that just hunts you to like the ends of the earth. And she's like, God damn it, leave me alone. Go get a penguin. They're easier. Like, leave, leave this little girl and fox alone. Oh man, he just uh all he's trying to do is give you a nice cold bottle of Coke. <laughs> well, there were parts, because there are some that parts that are really tricky because you have to switch between the fox and the girl. And like the fox it has a more natural or more stronger connection to the spirit world and different spirits around you. So the okay. fox the fox kind of like reveals spirits that you can use to platform and jump around. So like if you're being chased by something and it happens a lot in this game, you'll switch to the fox, try to find the spirit, then move the spirit. And then the girl is like, you go back to the girl and she's being gnawed apart by like the bear. Oh God. And it's especially bad. Cause like at the very end, it's this huge chase scene and you have to like rework puzzles. And then like you fly back and the girl's dead for like 15 minutes. And it's like, ah crap. Like it's so hard at the end to the point where I started hating the game. But it is it is very good. I do recommend it. It's uh pretty short and uh I think pretty cheap now because it's been out for at least a year. Um But it's there's there's I won't spoil it, there's just it's brutal. It's brutal like the Alaskan Tundra. It's not fair, and there's one part that made me question if I should go to therapy or not. Jesus Christ, dude, it's funny. You mentioning that description of the game had me have like two flashbacks of certain games I played, uh, specifically uh, having to protect the female character in uh, Ico, or is it Ico? I forget. Ico. But either yeah. way, that, that, it gave me that uh, vibe. And then also, um, th- you said that there was like a crazy like chase scene at like a climatic like ending. Uh, dude, Ori in the Blind Forest had like about two of those moments where like, it was the most intense shit ever, and it was so goddamn challenging that I was, I was, I think I was playing it on normal, or maybe, no, I definitely was playing it on normal, and I'm thinking to myself, your average gamer is just gonna not ever beat this, like, this is some <laughs> actually hard shit, and I know what I'm doing, and, like, I, it would take me, like, 50 tries, and I remember I was streaming when I was playing that game, and I would think to myself, like, I was even saying, if anyone was watching, I was like, I, I feel bad if you're tuning in right now, because this is one part I just fucking can't get past, and it's gonna take, like, a thousand tries until I get it, and then, the final ter- one, when you finally do it, it's just so fucking glorious. But you literally did just do the same run over like 50 times. But it, it's 
it's challenging enough to make you hate the game, but it also makes you super appreciative when you actually do it. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe also I'm an overachiever and was like, there's like along the way, like as you're running, there was like unnecessary things you could like gather on the way up and I'm like trying to get them all. And it's like, it was pointless. So it made it that much harder on myself, but regardless. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, I've been playing a few different games where they have like little like collectibles and they're like, Oh, if you collect this, you can unlock something special. It's like, fuck it. I'm done. The game's hard enough as it is. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not going the extra mile. Like I'll take the C minus, like I'll pass this game. Like yeah, college. I was going the extra mile because the thing that I could get would give me extra health or something or like extra save ability. And I was like, hell yeah, I want that as I go forward in the game. So I, it, it was worth the risk for me, but it did cost me an additional like 20 to 30 <laughs> attempts. Yeah, it's like Shadow of the Colossus where if you collect the gecko tails, it adds to your life. And then I think if you collect something else, like uh, I want to say berries or something. Yeah, you could shoot them down from the trees. God, that game's so fucking ridiculous. They'd get, they'd eat every single lizard tail they could find and like all the berries and stuff. And, uh, you could climb the mountain that you originally start in. And like at the top is apparently like a secret garden. And like the, there's a rumor that there was like a 13th Colossus, but that was all just bullshit. What, but whatever. But there, know. there is footage of the secret garden. People have gotten that far. Yeah. It's the temple you start out with where the girl you lay down is in. It's yes. at the very top of that. It's a fruit that actually gets rid of all of your strength or all of your grip strength. That's so you start right. out from square oh, one. Oh, God. And I think it's kind of like a way for you to start over again, or it's like a new game plus mode where it's like harder. But yeah, if you, it, adding all the uh, salamander tails together, you don't think much of it because it's so slowly growing, like you said. But if you do that, or if you see a clip from the very beginning of the game of what the grip strength was, it's so different. And definitely, it, re- it really gives you that you know feeling of accomplishment of like this game was hard i fucking hated it at times but i did it versus a lot of the stuff where it's like you know games that have buttons where it's like play for me buttons where like it will just give you the path and uh, i'm so conflicted with stuff because it's like some games it's like i don't know where i'm going i need to look up a walkthrough and that's bad game design then there's other games where it's like we'll show you exactly where to go at any given time i was like (laughs) don't hold don't hold my hand so much. I don't need that. And it's like, bad, bad game design. And I sit there and I'm like, I'm just bitter. No, no, dude, you're at, I agree with you though. It's just like, we need the happy medium. And that's why I guess those games get all the recognition, but no, it, I hate when I, my hand's held and I hate when it is so like badly designed that it's, it requires a walkthrough or it's like, you're not going to progress anywhere. But I feel like, I don't know. We have the gaming background that we're capable of figuring like what most like curveballs they could throw at us we're gonna fucking figure it out but even still if it's a game that is that fucking obscure and it's like well there's no option but to like look it up i'll i'll do it i made the mistake of playing shadow of colossus and then i think metal gear Solid three back to back and both of those game like both of those games i just broke down and said fuck it i'm using a guide the whole time i it's so confusing with some of the classes like trying to get to them and trying to find the weak point and then just metal gear like just that explains it all it's uh, like I, fu- I fully admit i'm too dumb for some games and like i just i used the guide for a majority of both of those but i still had to do it like yeah it's exactly. just like solving the riddle that's they gave me the answers to those are fair games to point out and now that you say it i i only uh looked up a guide for i think two out of the 12 or how or there's 16 actually what am i saying yeah not a 13th colossus i guess there would have been like another one i forget how many there are god my memory's terrible but regardless <laughs> um 
I think there was like two or three of them that I was like, you know what, I I can't figure this shit out. So I don't know. It it doesn't make you any less of a gamer when that happens. I feel like. Yeah, you still accomplished it, but yeah, you know, there's someone who's gonna be like, oh, well, I did it without using it. Again. It's like, well, kudos to you. You get this imaginary big dick award. Exactly, the biggest imaginary dick. Yeah, like E penis award. Exactly. It doesn't matter. But no, I I have the E penis award for Titan Souls because I don't think I did anything <laughs> for that. So uh, I I feel like I did remember one game I took on Prowly of like I beat it without knowing anything about it and I got like the best score and I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't care that much. So proud. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. There's only one game I'm when gamers talk and they're like, oh well, how many games have you hundred percented? It's like literally I think it was uh just cra- Crash Bandicoot two and that's the most random one of them all. Like that's I don't know why, <laughs> but it's that's the one. Everything you could do, I did it. I could not tell you like the only games I can think of that I've 100% gotten like all the achievements for are ones where it's like telltale games where they give you an achievement just for getting to like halfway through the game or like 75th or seven, 75th percent through the game and like stuff like that where you just get achievements just for playing, not like accomplishing anything. Like those are the ones I've gotten 100% on. I could not tell you for the life of me. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Um, all right. So I know, I know Mark drives himself insane trying to get all the achievements. It's like, dude, it's not worth it. No, I know plenty of gamers like that. And I, I always aspired to be like that, but then I realized why put myself through that? <laughs> you, I think it's like, I'd much rather enjoy a game casually and instead of like make it like this like obsession. Yeah. I mean, the game I've spent the most time in bonding by is like, I got 75% of the achievements. And that wasn't me like specifically hunting the achievements. That was me just trying to play the game and do the stuff in the game but i'm not like achievement hunting it yeah that's what that's how i feel about uh the game grow home i have a shitload of those achievements and that was all just me playing and discovering shit and i'm not about to just go out of my way to achievement hunt because i I, i'm sure i could and it'd be easy but i don't know i it doesn't really what what do you get out of that it's not like when is that like social moment where everyone's standing around a fire and they're like so uh how many achievements do you have in this game and everyone's like comparing (laughs) their numbers like i don't it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> yeah i think uh oh fuck i just forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> no sweat it happens to be every episode oh i remember yeah because so many achievements now since the establishment of achievements in games and trophies or whatever you call them whatever system you use now people are actively putting them in the games so most of the time it's like assassin's creed where it's just collectible shit so it's like collect a hundred flags. It's like you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> if it actually ties into the game, I'll do it. But if you're just having me run errands and just do your goddamn laundry work, like I'm no, I'm not gonna do that. It's literal busy work in games, and it's like what, what, why? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Games are supposed to be the busy work. They're supposed to be keeping us busy. There shouldn't be extra bonus work. Well, that's how work. I feel about. Uh, I mean, we, you and me and Mark were on last episode talking about like crafting's overdone in games. Like, I don't know, just the stuff that feels like work or any kind of like just repetitive task. It's just like, all right, can we, uh, I'll just get back to the regular part of the game? Or it's like, but you probably can't continue until you craft this epic armor or something. And it's like, god damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just ran through my library real quick of my games and Tales from the Borderlands, which is a Telltale game. And to the moon are the only games I have a hundred percent achievements on. Nice. And those are both like super narrative, where it's like if you've read, if you played through our whole story, we'll give you all the achievements. Like I didn't have to go back and do anything special for them. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, uh, both good games. Though I hear a lot of people saying Tales from Borderlands like the best Telltale game. I was like, story, 
Yeah, probably, like, because the world's already established. I think control-wise and game-wise, it might be the worst Telltale game, in my opinion. Okay. At, at least my copy, it seemed to be, like, buggy as hell. I don't know, maybe I'm just cursed, like, with Dragon Age's, uh Inquisition, where I just had, like, the buggiest copy known to man. That's possible. I don't know. I'll say, though, real quick for any Dragon Age fans, like, speaking of which, uh, the lead writer, David Gator, uh, uh, lead writer of Dragon Age, just left uh, Bioware after 17 years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Any reason for him leaving? Is it just like, is it on good terms? Do you know? Uh, No, I'm not too sure. I think it's on relatively good terms. Like, I don't think it's a bitter separation. Well, that's good. But, you know, he says he'll miss his team and stuff. So it's, uh, I guess if it was by his own accord or if he was able to have full control over stuff, he would stay. But, you know, I think after a certain time, he just, especially in gaming industry, because it changes hands so quickly, you just got to separate Especially because Bioware is owned by EA, who just love ruining things. Oh, god damn it. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Well, and they're mainly responsible for a lot of sports and stuff, so no wonder. Yeah, and then they just, uh, what was it? I think it was a lot of people were pissed off about Mass Effect. Um, But they just, yeah, they ruined a lot of games. So we're like, hey, the first one's good, then the company was bought by EA, now the sequel sucks. Um, But... Back to what I was playing. The only other game I've been playing recently was Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero, which isn't new. Everyone's heard of it because it was supposed to be like the little, it was supposed to be like the appetizer to Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain, where it's like it was twenty bucks. It's like here's like one mission, but it's really in depth, and you can do a bunch of shit in it if you want to. There's a ton of challenges, a ton of like obstacles that you can challenge yourself with like you don't have to do this but if you want to go back and play it like without using any weapons or without knocking out any guards you can do that and get achievements for it like we were just talking about it was really great definitely not worth 20 bucks like even if i went through and played it all i don't think it was still don't think it'd be worth 20 bucks because it's essentially the same mission just with different uh requirements and objectives yeah uh but it is a nice way to set yourself up for five which i'm planning to do since i have five as well uh, it's, it's tough getting used to Kiefer Sutherland as Snake, cause I'm so used to the other guy, David, uh, what's his name? As the voice of Snake. And, you know, technically he's big boss, but then technically Snake is big boss. So don't, don't nitpick me, nerds. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Nick, but nitpick it is, him. His Twitter's, uh, ABTS Brandon. Come at me, scrubs. <laughs> uh, it is very good. And if you can get on sale, I would recommend it. If, you really aren't that interested in the story and just want to go right to five, I think you can pretty easily. It's not required. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, so you can skip right over it if, you know, you're in the big Metal Gear franchise and you're playing through them all. They're so good. Nice. Yeah, I definitely, that's one I've yet to dive into. I know, like, most gamers are, like, gasping right now. But no, seriously, I, I intend on playing the latest one, but that'll be whenever I stop being a cheap asshole and get the next-gen console. You, you, you can't just jump in at the latest one. Like, this game, this franchise, you need to play all of them. Oh, fuck. Then I misheard you. My bad. <laughs> yeah. No, you can skip over Ground Zero, because that oh, okay. one is only... That's, like, pretty much just, like, DLC, and it was just a in-between to, like, satisfy people that were itching for Phantom Pain. But, like, if you if anyone wants to get into the Metal Gear franchise, you really gotta start from square one, and it's confusing as shit, even when you do. Oh, god damn it. Well, that maybe that's why I haven't done it. Then. <laughs> It, it's a very good reason not to. It's a very good justification because I didn't do, I didn't play the PSP games like Peace Walker and stuff, and I'm still pretty confused. But 
the Konami or Kojima was aware that people didn't play all of them. So he kind of recaps all the stories in between for you if you feel like going through and reading it all, which is good if you like the story. Unlike Assassin's Creed, who do the mobile games and make it canon, and if you didn't play the mobile games, you're shit out of luck, because we're Ubisoft and we don't care about you, because fuck you, you don't use Uplay. God, I hate Ubisoft too. Yeah. I hate a lot of things. Uh, it's this podcast makes me angry. It's cool. Uh, this is a good place to vent it all out. But no, I was thinking about Metal Gear Solid, and I'm like, maybe I should have played it back in the PS1 era. And I think now it's like stirring a memory. As a kid, I definitely played it, but it was like a demo version of it. And I think it came with something else. And I'm like, how the fuck did I get my hands on it? And what the fuck am I talking about? Listener, <laughs> if you remember uh, Metal Gear Solid demo being released on PlayStation 1, like tweet at us about it, because I fucking forget. Uh, but I think I had access to that it was like maybe from like ps magazine or something ah oh man that could very well be what it was from playstation magazine i don't know i'm not sure it's weird though because i'll tell people the way i did them at least i just kind of hit the core ones there's metal gear solid but at this point it's on the first playstation and it's kind of so dated it's hard to play but they remade it for the ps or they remade it for the gamecube so that's what i played it on it's called metal gear solid twin snakes and it's got a little bonus stuff in there as well as as well as an updated graphics. Ooh, nice. And then there's Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, then Metal Gear Solid 4 is on PS4, and then uh, 5 just came out. Like Those are the main ones. And then there's a bunch of mobile games on the side. There's Metal Gear Revengeance, which is like a character from 2 on his own side story mission. Then there's Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, which are like prequels. Like They're the first, very first games. They came out in 87, so they're, like, they're real old and real hard, but still good for that, t- especially for that time. And God, there's looking at it now, there's so many. That's insane. Um, and they, there's really none with the tagline, uh, snake on a plane. <laughs> no. God no. damn it. They need to make that one. Make it like, I don't know, for some mobile system and have it be like a airplane simulator and just <laughs> pilot. I wouldn't be surprised if there is like a little reference in some of these games somewhere and I just missed it because <laughs> they do get very like cheeky and very like aware of itself at times. Nice. But it's uh, impressive for the Metal Gear Solid franchise because it starts with like one, then two, like in chronological order. It's like one and two, then three is back in like the seventies. Then it goes four, which is like modern day, like 2000, like. 20 i think maybe even a little in the future then five where it goes back into like the 80s and stuff like so they're setting up a lot of stuff early on and then having to go back and kind of forcing when they do like a flashback to an earlier era they're kind of forcing themselves in that storyline they've already established in the previous games and they do it so well and it's it's mostly kojima and without kojima konami's shit out of luck yeah i i definitely agree with that uh, I can't wait to see that train wreck just happen. I think the whole gamer community is like uh, grabbing their popcorn and it's just <laughs> waiting oh, for that to explode. E- like even if they do, Konami makes out that uh, Metal Gear Solid Online, and maybe if it is great, maybe it's like the best game we've ever played. I don't think anyone's really gonna play it because Konami just fucked Kojima over so much, and the gaming community really hates them right now. Yeah, and- I can't imagine them winning them over. And we always, like, talk shit on them for the whole Pachinko thing, so fuck it. So dumb. Yeah, they also pulled out Resident Evil with Guillermo del Toro and um, yeah. Norman Reedus. That was also them who pulled the plug on that. God damn. Yeah, well, like, who's... What What are they thinking? I don't know. Exactly. We don't have to go into that, but that, yeah, that's we, just lame. We've yelled at them enough, but... um, 
I do have some games. There's only really two, and they're they came out really recently, as of when we record this, uh, which is a mystery to the listener. Um, but we uh, this game is called I don't know if it's pronounced Quan Quan or just it's it's Quan. capital K W A A N, and it looks so fucking cool. I'm I'm really on edge, like on on like the fence about buying this like soon. But it's an part RPG, part online ecosystem, and part pixel editor which is like all around just sounds ridiculous but um apparently the description is the prophecies were right the end is near uh kwan has come and asked for sacrifices so i guess kwan is some like large entity like god thing and you have to create rituals craft trees and flowers fight pollution and organize with your friend to save the world from impending doom and graphic wise it's like this pixelated like the creatures and stuff are very cute and adorable but uh I don't know how do I describe this. Is there like kind of, it looks Pikmin-ish, but also, I don't know. Are you looking at this by chance, Bren? Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact name. Oh, here it is. Uh, Elio. Um, they look like a mix between the Elio from the classic H.G. Wells novel, The Time Machine. Those little like fat, plumpy brown creatures that lived on the surface and then the Morlocks would come up and eat them all. Yeah. It looks like a mix between them and Bellsprout from Pokemon. Yes, Bellsprout. I see that as well. Okay, no, that's a great description uh, for anyone who's not uh, getting the chance to check out our links. We'll have links in the show notes if you just want to check out this yeah. game. But um, or uh, or the pea shooters from like uh, Plants vs Zombies. Like they just got the, like the open whole mouth and then like a leaf on their head. Exactly. Um, they they just look really cute if you ask me. And in general, the game looks uh, it's apparently pretty challenging, and it's got mostly positive reviews. But in you kind of like can do like it's like a pixel platformer, so you can like swing from like across trees. The whole environment looks ridiculous. It just all around looks like a really fun, enticing game. And the fact that it's uh MMO and you can get your friends to like help, uh, I guess save the planet. Essentially, I just think that's one of the coolest concepts for a game ever. If I was to like make an MMO to like just make Make it a shitty world and have everyone go in and fix it. That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I I don't know what this like. This game seems its own thing, and I don't even know how to. It's so go about it. I don't know how to describe it either because there's so much happening. If you go and watch the trailer, you'll see what I mean because it looks so expansive and interesting. Like it's oh very in depth. God. Okay, so I'll just say real quick. At the time of we're recording this, this game has been out for four days almost. A little bit, a little bit more than four days. And there's someone who reviewed it who has played for nine, 98.7 hours. Holy shit. That's like the entire time almost. That's four days. Oh yeah. my God. This, I guess this, I think this guy's just had it running since. I can't imagine someone's literally been playing it for four days straight. No, I'd like to think he has. <laughs> the <laughs> no game's so good, breaks. guys. Yeah. Uh, it would have been even better if his review is like zero out of 10. I can't stop playing. I think there's some guy who did that for like Team Fortress or something who was like 3,000 hours in it. He's like, this game's all right. I don't play it that much. Oh it's my like, you, God. You play it more than any other person on this planet. That is hilarious, actually. See, all right. Someone's already trolling good. Yeah. But, um, that game looks really cool and it's got, uh, it's on my radar. I'm definitely putting it on the wish list. Uh, it's 10 bucks right now and you can also get it with like an additional game for like an, uh, I don't even know what the other game is. We're not going to talk about it, but regardless, uh, <laughs> don't look it, at that other game. You Shoot can, if you want, it's fucking called flying or something, but I'm, I don't give a yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> Quan's the cool one and it's 10 bucks. Check it out. If you're into that. Um, and then the other one that's on my radar and it is also recently just came out. 
Quan uh, is the g- game you want to bang, and then he brings along his like ugly friend trying to get a date from him. It's like, hey, you got any friend for my buddy? It's like, ugh, Quan. Thank <laughs> God you're so beautiful. Oh man. Uh, so this one's actually a roguelite platformer uh, called Tower Climb. It's uh, a difficult and rewarding procedurally generated platformer with roguelike elements. Enormous and mysterious towers of ancient unknown origin stand above humanity, extending to the heavens. Struggle forward as a weak human driven by an iron will to reach the top. That it just sounds badass as pop. Like I, I'm already like, I want to get to the top of this fucking tower and beat this game. Uh, and just looking at the graphics and the gameplay, uh, the trailer is so fucking exciting. Um, it says it's five years in the making. So they obviously have spent like a lot of time on this. And how would you describe this graphically, Brent? Cause I'm str- struggling. It kind of looks like a mix of like Nidhogg meets, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's not as pixelated as you would expect. It's almost like everything's like rounded and like gooey sort of looking. But regardless, gooey. you know what I mean? It kind of looks like if, if you were able to touch that, I bet it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's all pixels. I feel like if I touch it, I'd cut my hand open immediately. Um, it, it's 2D pixel art. So it's um, it's kind of like the old days of Sega where it's simple pixels. You can see the individual pixels. But they also are combined to make crazy elaborate creatures and, you know, different characters and items and stuff. So yeah. it's like a more simplified version of Rogue Legacy, if you've seen that, or, uh, I don't know, Pixel Art. You know what Pixel Art is. Yeah, Why don't we explain this? It's hard. To, I, I'm just, <laughs> this game specifically has a really unique art style, and I can't actually put my finger on, like, if it's similar to anything else. Like, Nidhogg is not good because, like, Nidhogg's, like, very just, like, singular colors and stuff this is very really like detailed and uh but regardless it people uh some of the reviews like i was uh watching the trailer this one person's like this is the best game i've ever played in my life i'm like jesus christ dude have you played much, many games hopefully that's like a really solid review i'm interested in playing it uh it just it just looks so goddamn intense like there's lasers coming at you you're fucking avoiding like these giant tremor looking things that just like eat through the levels there's like lava there's lightning there's like all sorts of crazy shit that you got to just avoid and the most uh interesting thing that i found is that it's capable of having f- uh, four plus players so i'm thinking to myself f- four plus it can have four controllers plugged in plus additional players on keyboard so that sounds like a fucking clusterfuck but if you have that many friends you could actually have everybody in on the game like trying to get to the top of this tower so that's pretty fucking cool but and the death animations looks cool all in all it came out in september of 2015 and it just looks fucking amazing i'm really excited for that one that is though like 15 bucks but if it's something you're interested in, I highly recommend checking it out. I'm confused by it because it's called Tower Climb, and it's very similar to a game that came out a little earlier called Tower Fall, or Tower Fall Ascension, like the full name. And it's very similar to it in style, I would say. Tower Fall maybe has more of a its own style to it and a little more detail than uh, Tower Climb, but it's still the 2D pixely uh, art style. And... I think Tower Climb is a roguelike tower climber where you're just, it's a, uh, you know, maze, but you're just going up instead of left, right, up or down. Where Tower Fall is just a platforming, uh, four player local co-op game where you just fight each other with arrows. And there's kind of like a solo mode where you can, you know, fight enemies and monsters and stuff. But it's just very interesting in the similarities in both just the style and the name. 
Yeah, I, I can see, yeah, name specifically, but yeah, style as well. Um, th- Wow, I'm looking at this Towerfall Ascension game. Aesthetically, I hate the art style, but I, I like the gameplay of it. But like everything they did as far as like, oh, oh God, so, like the skull with a crown looks like shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just being an asshole, but it, it's got very positive reviews on Steam. So I'm sure the game is extre- extremely fun. I just think that blonde bitch looks ridiculous. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't like the art style because I think... They're similar. I can definitely see the difference, but I think they are similar enough where if you put them side by side and told each other the names, it's like, which one's Towerfall? Which one's Tower Climb? It's like, I don't, I don't know if I could tell you right away. Yeah, right um, away for sure. I feel like just because I'm such a fan of Tower Climb, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm definitely buying that game, not this game. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but there's also different types of games too. Yeah, if you want the roguelike solo player, well, actually, you said you could do it with other people. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's the cool thing about it. Like, I would not have expected that, and it's just like, holy shit, you could have a bunch of fucking people playing this at once. Yeah, if you want the uh, platforming two D shooter or uh, fighting game where you shoot arrows, that's Tower Fall. I think the biggest problem with Tower Fall, though, it's only local multiplayer. Like people have said, if it had online capability, it would be hugely more popular. But because it's only local, it's kind of ki- shooting itself in the foot there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I do see that. And yeah, that, that does suck. If they were able to master that, I bet they'd get a much more recognition. But it, it's it got yeah. like over a thousand reviews in Steam. So I feel like that's fairly successful. Yeah, I know there's a few like popular YouTubers and streamers that play it every now and then. So it's probably definitely gotten popular popular just from those. Yeah. but um, I will. I'll bring up a game that I don't know if I'm interested in, but I found it. Uh-oh. And I'd like to talk about. It. <laughs> no, don't tell me it's another. It'll, uh, it'll probably be something under your blanket or something. <laughs> it's exactly like that. God damn it! It's probably something I'll be gifting to someone on the podcast fairly soon. Fuck. Dubs actually sent me a game. Let me see if I can find exactly what. Because I gave him a copy of Bad Rats. Because why the fuck wouldn't I? Yeah, uh, he's, <laughs> it wasn't pending. Uh, he sent me Onikan, which is like a two D old like SNES sort of fighter. It actually looks pretty dope. Oh, nice. And I look. I'm gonna have fun playing it, hopefully. But I was surprised because I'm like, "Dopes, what are you doing? We only send each other shitty games." This yeah, one actually looks good. The game I found though is currently in Steam's Greenlight, which apparently anything can get in there. Yes. Um, it's called Balls Kicking Simulator 2016. <laughs> God damn it! Like <laughs> you're two naked dudes kicking each other in the dicks. God That's it. Jesus Christ! I can't believe <laughs> That's the whole like. Game. <laughs> gaming has come so far that it's just like any bad idea that you can think of is like let's turn it into a game and i mean we've joked about that shit in the past multiple times like <laughs> novel simulator when we had john somnes on and like all that kind of like uh it's just stupid shit but it, it's getting ridiculous like i, I i'm grateful I, because it is a good laugh but it's like anyone who buys into that is just a fucking idiot i mean sure, <laughs> hey who am i to say if they get the entertainment that they want out of it then by all means but like it's did God, a job jesus christ that just blows I think my mind it, i think it's this nostalgia and it, this new not new wave but this resurgence of pixel art that's coming with a few of the games we talked about today already our pixel art it makes it easier to make dumb ideas possible like if every game was required to be as graphically demanding as like the witcher or uncharted or tomb raider dumb ideas like this wouldn't ever surface but because you can just put a few pixels together of two dudes kicking each other in the dicks you can turn that into a game like yeah it almost makes it better that it's crappy graphics is like this is already a joke to begin with 
Yeah, I got uh, Poop Koozie on that <laughs> LA game, game Space one. Like, I want to see the dumbest, most hacky joke game, like, concept done in the level of, like, Witcher, which was, like, the most beautiful art style and graphics. And, like, see who who, who put that much time in to this dumb, jokey idea of a game. Oh, we should do it. But no, let's no, not waste We can't we- even do a mobile game. <laughs> yeah, we what can't do talking? anything. Oh, God. Uh, I'll bring up one thing. I found just a website. I haven't tried it yet, but it's called Ally Gamer, A-L-L-I-G-A-M-E-R.org. And apparently it's just a website to help find other gamers online, like to play online games where you're required to have a full team, but maybe your friends don't play it or you don't know enough people to have a full team. This website is able to pair you up with people and, you know, maybe you can meet new friends from it. And it's not just randos where you'll never see them again after the match. So I figured I'd just toss that out there for anyone who's in the online community and doesn't have people to play with. That's an option for you. Cool, and I'll just throw out um, ChristianGamers.com, where you can meet... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But oh, no. I thought that was real for a no. second. I was <laughs> so excited. No, dude, I don't know. It's almost, Honestly, if someone navigates to that URL, it's probably a thing, but I'm just fucking around. Uh, don't sure go there. Uh, I, just saw, I saw a commercial the other day for eHarmony, which they don't tell you right off the bat that it's a primarily Christian dating website, um, so they don't want to deter people. But I saw a commercial for the first time that mentioned it, She's like, oh, why don't you try eHarmony? She's like, oh, I'm not really religious. And I really wanted the guy to be like, oh, well, you can burn in hell then, you heretic. Like, just to <laughs> shut her down. Uh, oh, man. I think they were offering, like, you could do it for, like, a weekend and you won't have to commit to our religion. But, like, I really wish she was just like, oh, then why am I speaking to you? It throws holy water on her or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, What else is happening? Uh, The guy from who made Five Nights at Freddy's and Five Nights at Freddy's, like, two, three, and, like, everything else within the last, like, five years who's just booming on that. He made Five Nights at Freddy's World, which is supposed to be like a sort of SNES level like RP role-playing game, like RPG spin-off of Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. And it came out on Steam and it's like 10 bucks and the guy has fully admitted that it came out too early. He had the release date for like mid-February or like to the end of February and it already came out. And for Why? some reason he put it out and now is already saying like yeah it's not done it like I, it still needs a lot more work it's like then why'd you jump the gun and put it out early did he like label it as early access or anything stupid like that or what no i don't think so that's even weirder it's just in general uh the fact that he's acknowledging that yeah this isn't done yet and it's just like uh publish <laughs> no dude what are you doing it's really to the point of like we were saying with early access games where it's like, I got your money and I don't give a shit because I'm not working on this game anymore because you're going to buy it no matter what. So it's, it really makes you a you know, question like, is it a good thing that like Five Nights at Freddy's was great if you, especially if you like that horror game. I don't particularly care for it, but I still acknowledge the achievement that it's done and how the popularity it has. But, you know, is it really a good thing to just buy into all these games and the guy to just turn out games like sequels to it? left and right like within less than a year no this dude's a straight sellout and he knows it and um, <laughs> fuck his new game shots fired uh actually i'm trying to find it now i think it might have been taken off good uh five nights at F- five nights at freddy's uh world i believe the full name is i don't think i can find it on steam yeah i think they might have actually taken it down well, i then can't find it maybe he was just like it's not done and then like took it off maybe somebody uh on his team like released it early by accident but even still that's like that's a lame excuse i don't know what could have happened yeah i still think he's just trying to ride like 
I think he's just aware that like this stuff's popular right now and I got to keep it relevant right now or else, you know, it's just going to be the, the hottest game where it's super popular for a while and then no one gives a shit about it. So I think he's just trying to keep up with the demand of while it's still sort of viral. And that, that would make sense. I think it's bitten him in his, bitten him in the ass at this point with Five Nights at Freddy's World. Cause yeah, it's off of Steam right now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if we'll keep you guys up to date on that or not, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know. Those games are lame. If you ask me, I, I mean, I, I appreciate what they've done and I can clearly see they've done well for the jump scare sort of horror genre of games. And God knows they've made me uncomfortable to go near Chuck E. Cheese now. <laughs> but I think they've kind of really shot themselves in the foot with this last one, where it's kind of like that might be the final nail in the coffin for Freddy. Yeah, so. I'm just basically done with any early access games, even though you said this wasn't even necessarily labeled that. Like, in general, I've just been burned. You've been burned. I I've just I think they should just remove that option from Steam, because it's like, I'm never going to click it ever again, because fuck that. Just give me the game when it's done, because why i'm not giving you money beforehand anymore i i would have loved to if it's a good cause and something that i can genuinely be like i know that this money is going towards a game that i like support and they're gonna do good with it but when have i ever felt that way about an early access game i don't know i don't know if they should necessarily remove it from steam like the feature (laughs) that's me being uh overreactive (laughs) Yeah, because like I still see it as like the Indiegogo's and the Kickstarters, where it's like people can do it. Just be aware, you're probably getting fucked over from it, because like that survey said, like eighty percent of Kickstarters don't, or eighty percent of people don't get the rewards they got from uh, Kickstarters. Like it doesn't pay off as much as they thought it should, or something like that. Yeah. So like, just be aware that it is an investment, and it's not through like legitimate channels, like a bank or someone. That hell that holds the creator accountable accountable. So like if the dude who does a Kickstarter does it for a book and then just goes crazy and burns all of his books once he's done them, like all right, like that's one of the possibilities of funding a random dude. You're still just giving random people on the internet money and hoping they don't fuck you over. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um yeah, I guess you if you everyone knows that going into it, but it's just like you kind of lose sight of it because you're expecting something and then you don't ever get it. God damn yeah, it. You're too excited because it's also sort of relevant. The Yandere simulator, which I've talked about before. I would love to give that guy money. I don't know if he's ever going to finish it though. So I'm not going to like get start giving money through Patreon or stuff because I don't have that much faith in some random dude in California yeah, I've never met. Don't you love when they just fall off the face of the earth too? And it's just like, oh, that thing you were going to do that everyone's waiting for? Like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we talked about the game you paid for a few weeks ago oh fuck it i'm never <laughs> i'm done that's that's honestly the reason i'm so salty about things is like yeah, <laughs> I, I supported you and i just get bit in the ass but whatever yeah i will say the young dairy simulator guy keeps an update he gives updates every now and then he'll fall back on a video every now and then like i think it's supposed to be one a week and occasionally he'll miss a deadline but it's also like stuff where i've seen him post like i got 100 percent in metal gear solid 5 phantom pain like he's got that achievement it's like Stop playing that fucking game and build your other game. Like, you know, yeah. he, he can still have fun. He can still have a social life and stuff, but it's like, that's a lot of time you put into Metal Gear Solid 5 to get 100%. It's like, you're, pro- you're getting paid to work full time on that game, dude. 
Dude, but I- that's so frustrating. I'm sorry. It just reminds me of like my favorite band is a band called State Faults, and they have two albums out and a couple like they appeared on a couple compilations and shit. And I have like literally every color variant of all their records. Like I'm a fucking freak about this band, and they've done at least like two side project bands that have literally amounted to nothing but like just like small demos of like music that's like it's not bad, but I could literally care less about. And then like they finally just got around to like recording their third album. And like they're in the process of doing it now, but like there was like a good like two years of me just being like, when are you guys going to do new music? I need it so bad. And they're just like doing all these side projects that I didn't give a shit about. I'm like, no, just focus on the band that everybody loves already. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh game of Thrones with George R. R. Martin. It's like, stop going on goddamn press tours for the TV show. Stop making like, he said he was going to make like a Tyrion Lannister quote book full of all the best quotes from Tyrion Lannister. It's like, instead of doing that book, why don't you finish the fucking sixth book, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> like, just finish the that book. That is the biggest complaint of all. Because, of well, the worst is like three years ago, he said he has the sixth book done. It's like 1,200 pages. So he just has to trim it down to a regular book size. Good it's Lord. It's like, fine. That was like three years ago. And he said recently, he's like, oh, I didn't meet the deadline, but I'm surprised how happy my fans are and how kind they're being with me skipping this deadline. It's like, I'm not happy. You finished that book. You said it was already done. Yeah. Like, give me give me the 12,000 pages in one book. I'll read that thing. It's better than nothing. Like, oh, I'm so mad about Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I, I can't blame you. That's totally valid uh, frustration. So Because fuck- then, then he'll be on Twitter and he'll upload a picture of like him at the beach or something or him doing like the 15th world press tour for Game of Thrones, the TV show. It's like, I love the show, but stop doing tours, Martin. Let the cast do that. Let the creators of the show do that. Because now it's its own separate entity because they've deviated from the book so much because the books aren't done yet. So it's like, you just go back in your little cubicle with your stupid fat sailor hat and finish those books. <laughs> yeah, no, he really does. Like, the world's expecting it, but I don't know. Maybe it's going to be yeah. another uh, Robert Jordan scenario where he's going to die and some other author, like, fi- takes what's left and, like, uh, kind of does, like, an ending. Uh, I think uh, it was Brandon Sanderson who uh, did that. I mean, the other guy would definitely be quicker. I can't imagine anyone being slower at this. That's true. Or maybe someone should just assassinate George R. R. Martin. (laughs) Well, I'm not advocating murder. (laughs) I know. I'm just kidding. No, that is not advice. Don't listen to me. It was a joke. Don't sue us. If he dies within this week, you're fucked. Oh, God damn it. And then everyone's going to be like, we're off to a great start with 2016 with Bowie, Rickman, Martin. And they're going to be like, Doug is the reason that happened. (laughs) He's the Antichrist. He's the harbinger of death snake killed dumbledore doug killed martin so <laughs> uh but i brought up yandere simulator i'm trying not to because i know it's one of the it's like we have like five topics we bring up every fucking episode and i'm sure people are sick of it like life is strange and uh goddess with basta yeah i was trying not to bring up life is strange but <laughs> i wanted to <laughs> i'll just say with the uh, yandere simulator it is in the news again because twitch and put out a list of games that are banned from being aired on twitch and yandere simulator is one of them which is weird because it's not even a game yet i guess the creator would stream him working on it but like i and you can download the demo build the guy has like it's just a very basic build but you can download it and play it and i guess people might have streamed that but i think the biggest controversy with this not controversy but the biggest reason why it's news is because twitch isn't saying why it's banned they just put out a list, said, here are the games that are banned. Here are our terms and services and conditions. That's it. Oh. And they're not, 
they're not responding to the creators of like, hey, why are we banned? And they're not like talking back to the game's creators. Well, that's weird. I think they should definitely at least address those who are asking questions. But I think they also have every right to do what they're doing. But I just think in general, the nature of Yandari Simulator is just like ultra fucked up. So that's probably what I got <laughs> on the list. Um, but well, I don't know. Well, that's what the guy was asking. Because like I said, the creator of uh, Yandari Simulator is very vocal on uh, social media and he's you know you can get in contact with him very easy fairly easily i have for the show trying to get him for an interview um but he was just saying like if it's about the whole murder and everything about killing off other schoolgirls, like you can stream gears of war and, yeah i was like, just thinking all this that. super gory stuff so it's like it can't be about the gore yeah i was it's just like gta 5 anything along those lines i was like why are they signal sig uh singling him out and i think it's just uh uh, let's just like role play this right now. You're the guy being like, ask ask me why, and I'll I'll be Twitch. Why? It's because you're seducing young women and then just murdering them in masses, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> like literally, that's that's the game, and I I don't think there needs to be anything other than that because it's not like sure there's lots of violence and gore and killing in Gears of War and GTA Five, but it's not a bunch of young women that you're like. It's like very like meticulously thought out, fucked up shit. I don't know. I think there's well, a difference. Well, no, you're not the guy that the girls are in love with, seducing them and then murdering them. That's like Hannibal or something. You're a rival in love. Oh, with that's the right. Main character. I I got it confused. Okay, so yeah, oh. but like, so here's here's the list. So I can understand some of them. And the creator has said like, if it's about like the girls being in middle school. Uh, if he said that's the reason, he said, fine, I can work on that and make them high school or college. Like, he just wants feedback so he can work his game into so Twitch, so you can stream it on Twitch. Well, already, let me just go ahead and say, make them college, dude. Like, please. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. Well, I, I mean, that's more of the Japanese culture. Like, there's, I mean, if you want, like, creepy pedo stuff, like, there's oh, a ton no. of anime. Nobody wants so, that, and we're not what? giving you any directions on how to find it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's tough with so much, like, that's so prevalent in a lot of, like, anime tropes and stuff. Ugh. But, like, it's it's not super sexual. Like, I don't think anything sexualized in Yandere Simulator. Okay. But that's, I think that's what some people might think by seeing the high school girls in the uniforms. Yes. I think Twitch might already be assuming it is without actually seeing any of the gameplay. Yeah. And that's why there's a bit of controversy of, like, Twitch is just banning stuff with no real reasons, and they're not explaining themselves. But there is a list. I have the list right here. All right, read some off. Right off the bat, I can understand why some of these are banned. It's fairly obvious with some. Um, but fucking simulator. <laughs> well, oh no, what's under your blanket is banned. No! <laughs> Damn it, that was one I, I assumed we would eventually stream. But. <laughs> well, I guess Mark won't be playing that. Um, Artificial Academy 1 and 2. I don't know what that's about. Ooh. Um Battle rape. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, come on, guys. Like, who makes a game called... No. Oh, that, God. It, that's like the guys who made that game Hatred, like, who just want the, like, controversial news. Like, they just want to be relevant, so they try to be as edgy as possible. It's like, no, shut up. Go back in your hole. You're barely human. Yes, please. Uh, Ugh, that's disgusting. BMXXXX. So I'm assuming that's porn. So It was. And uh, I, yeah. That was actually, I feel like, available on either PlayStation 2 or something along those lines. It's literally, I, I remember it. It wasn't even, it was just like you, you BMX around like you're doing like Tony Hawk's kind of shit. And then at the end of the level, it unlocks nude pictures. Like that's literally it. Yeah. So with Twitch, they do ban nudity and stuff like that. So because some people were going on stuff, streaming it. And then in the corner, they'd have a webcam on themselves and like some of the girls would be naked or stripping and it would just like, they'd explode with views because it's a bunch of horny, pretty best and boys and eh, boys past uh, puberty. 
that are watching him. But so Twitch is trying to be family friendly and they don't want to have like, they have the mature warning just for mostly language and gory games. They don't want to have to deal with all the nudity and crap. So they're just banning all nudity and sexual stuff altogether. Yeah. Which I understand, but that begs the question, like, cause Yandere Simulator really doesn't have that. So that's why it's kind of like, are they just assuming it does? Yeah. Uh, Cobra Club, Criminal Girls, Dramatical, Dramatical Murder? Hmm. Uh, Honey Pop, which is like a match three can't sort of Candy Crush game, but each time you do it, the girl like loses clothes and then you have sex with her. So <laughs> understandable, uh, understandable why they'd ban that. Uh, Rape Lay, yeah, guys, stop, stop making these games. No, no none one of wants that. This. None of that. Rinse and repeat. I mm, that just feels dirty, just because it's in this list with other stuff. Yeah, like it, it could be about mouthwash, but just because it's paired up next to that. Uh, Sakura, well. Pretty much all of the Sakura games, Sakura Angels, Sakura Beach 1 and 2, Sakura Saint, uh, Santa, Sakura Spears, Sakura Fantasy, Sakura Swim Club. If you don't know, it's pretty much just visual novels. It's barely even games, and it's just anime girls losing their clothes. God so, damn it. So, understandable for that. Second Life? That's weird. Uh, People probably sexualize that and make it Did weird, it? so... Yeah, I guess there's mods and stuff. I've really never even seen anyone play it. Me neither. Honestly, I, it, whenever people bring that up, it just makes me think to myself, like, that is just like the 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 Sims competitor no one ever played. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Sims the MMO. Yeah, exactly. Um, The guy game, Witch Trainer, and Yandere Simulator. And then they also have, like, additional games that are banned because of their ESRB rating, uh, which is Hatred. Which, as I mentioned earlier, just the guy ex- trying to be extreme and edgy and controversial as possible by killing every—it's just dumb. Don't even, don't even look it up. It's that dumb. Yeah, it's not worth your attention. Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy Director's Cut, which is odd. I I haven't played it. I don't really know much about it except for it's a David Kane game, the guy who did Heavy Rain. Oh wow! So I don't know what it's about, but maybe there's a lot of like torture or gore or something that really crosses a line. I'm not sure. Yeah, just the title alone has me interested, though. That's so, like, complicated and weird. Yeah, I think it's, like, a conspiracy sort of thing. And then Manhunt 2 Uncut, which is one of the most, like, gory and just uncomfortable games. Like, it's just so brutally violent and gory. So I can understand why those would be banned because of how how intense they are. I don't, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know about Fahrenheit, though. I've never, never really watched it. But the rest of these games are banned for... Well, it seems like the connotation of sexuality and nudity, but like I said, Yandere Simulator really doesn't have much of it, at least as far as we've seen. And like, there's there's locker rooms and stuff in the game because it's in a school, but there's a huge sensor bar or towel or like a cloud of like anime smoke that covers everything. It's not even like tantalizing where it's like barely covering anything. It covers like from like their kneecaps to like their shoulders, like blocked completely. So like, he's definitely trying not to make it sexualized. So I think it's a bit of gaming news because of just how much Twitch isn't talking about it and how much they're not revealing of why they're banning stuff. Yeah, I'm eager to see if he'll ever get any answers because, like, especially seeing how you were easily uh, able to get in contact with him. But to me, after hearing all of this, it makes me think to myself, 
okay, I'm Twitch. Uh, I want to make a lot of money. Why don't we make like a Twitch dot instead of TV or like twitch.tv slash MA or something. And they could literally have all those people that are getting boatloads of views doing the bad shit. And there should be like an age restriction on it. But like, I don't know, like obviously I guess age restriction on websites have been like really easy to <laughs> get around for like ever, but um, it's as easy as a click of a button. Yeah. Yes. I'm 18. Yes. And I'm born in 1901. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of centurions uh, browsing the internet. Seriously. These days. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. So that, to me, they could make a shitload of money doing it. I'm just, I guess they're just classy and too classy for that. <laughs> that might not be a bad idea though. Like a twitch.xxx or like a, yeah, twitch.ma or something where it forces you to have an account that you have to pay for. Yes. And, and then, as proof of your age, you have to pay with like your credit card or something. So you're over 18. Like that might not be a bad idea. They, I swear to God, they'd just kill it because obviously people are using it that way. Uh, against the rules if you guys just made it so that that's within the rules but and yeah you're safe to know that no kids are tuning in um that could be a really lucrative thing it would just turn into like occasional video game streaming (laughs) with but like majority wise it would just be those cam girl websites or just chat roulette where's a dude jerking off while playing like pac-man or something God so damn. like if i think if they do that do that it's just gonna do do uh it's just gonna be (laughs) Like chat roulette where it's just nudity like all the time, and it's like in the background there might be a Game Boy or something. So maybe that's why I don't know. But that'd be interesting to see if they did go that way. Yeah, it just it made me think of that. I'm like, I wonder if they ever thought of that. I'm sure they have, but who knows? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap this up, I do have one other game that's got got my attention, and I found it on that website we've mentioned on many episodes ago called AlphabetaGamer.com. Uh, this game is called Hollow Drive, and graphically, aesthetically, everything, this looks so fucking fun. Like, it's like such a fast paced looking, uh, shooter, uh, arena game. It draws, it was originally called Project Tilt, and it draws inspiration from Quake, Team Fortress, Dota, and Mario Kart. So, it, all that blended into one game sounds like a fucking crazy clusterfuck, but it's this fast, furious, fun 2D multiplayer arena shooter with like this intense combat and lots of crazy weapons available. Um, it looks so fucking cool. The, the levels that you're just interacting with your players looks so unique and interesting. Uh, it's got like a kind of, uh how do i put this limited color palette but it just it looks incredible um are you check out the gif on the main page yeah i, I saw it wow it does kind of look it's kind of weird it's kind of like that uh what are we talking, we're talking about some game like dragomon or something uh game you brought up log yeah but like it's kind of got like a chibi art style but it's like crazy customizable and it's like an arena shooter it looks neat. Yeah, I definitely am really excited. You get, there's like certain weapons, like a flamethrower. You could have like a fucking jetpack. Like, or, or it, it just in general looks fast paced and fucking insane. And I'm really excited. And if you're listening to this, hopefully there'll still be a sign up available. But you guys can sign up for the beta. Uh, I'll have links links in the show notes. Uh, but I think the pre alpha build is available. So uh, in general, it's a it's a local multiplayer that I'm really excited to give a try. Fire and water are two like textures in games that I always judge games by. 
Because you see a lot of games where it's like, oh, the characters are beautiful, and then you see like a fire, and it's like a two D, like two D still images of like just like fire, like shifting back and forth. It's like, ew, the fire's gross. The fire, the flamethrowers in this look really neat. Like, yeah, the fire texture. So I'm e- impressed. Even on the the jetpack when he like launches in the air, it's just really believable. It's it's uh, yeah. very fluid. The particle system that they have going, or like the animation, I guess, so to speak, it looks really nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, I'll bring up. Well, one of them is just something stupid, and I figure I saved it until the end. All right, I have one <laughs> of those two, and then all right. Uh, well, I'll talk about the actual game then. We can end on the dumb shit. Cool. Uh, Attack on Titan, the flash in the pan of anime, the Game of Thrones of anime, if you will, because yeah, it got God. really popular really quick and then let everyone down. It let me down so hard because I thought I'm like, oh, finally I'm gonna be trendy and follow an anime that everyone cares about, and then nope, nope. Uh, it's one of the few things where I say the anime is actually better than the manga because the manga has, uh, it just took a weird hard turn and now it's like a political drama and like I haven't seen a Titan in chat. I actually just given up on the manga. I don't care anymore. <sighs> but, but there's a PS4 game coming out for it and it's being developed by the same guys who did all of the Dynasty Warrior stuff, the Omega Force, which is a branch of, uh, Koei games, uh, the publishers. Yeah. Okay. And, I love Dynasty Warriors. Like, it's why I want to get Dragon Quest heroes and Hyrule heroes. And people are yelling at their podcast or at their podcast listening devices right now. It's like, Oh, it's the same fucking game. They just reskin it every year. I know I'm dumb. It's my Madden where I don't care what it is. I'll buy it year after year. I'm just sucked into those types of games. And if you're listening on a Zoom, you are the person of the year. <laughs> you get the ABTS award of non physical awards. Yeah. We'll, theor- <laughs> we'll theoretically send you it through the mail. Yes. Um, but it's the same developers as all those Dynasty Warrior games. And that immediately made me quite like scared and skeptical. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, those games kind of really got shitty. Just like Attack on Titan got really shitty after it was good. Yeah. But there's a trailer right r- out right now for the PS4. You can look it up. Okay. It looks fucking awesome. <laughs> like oh, it looks nice. so good. It looks exactly like you want an Attack on Titan game to be. Like you're jumping on the roofs, you're swinging around cutting the titans in the net base of the neck and then the titan, like falls over into the house and destroys the house so it's got environmental destruction and stuff it looks so good and i just hope it's not like the actual show that just kind of gets shit on and like kind of bails out but like it looks fucking rad it does and i'm watching it right now it's exactly what you're saying and it does look like everything i would want in well obviously uh, it's done by a Japanese game studio, so they know what they're fucking doing. But the one, the main mechanic that I was most interested in is obviously the 3D maneuvering devices, and it does look like you have a lot of capabilities, like you're basically fucking Spider-Man up in this bitch. Yeah, I don't know what they did, but they figured it out. Like, it works. Yeah, it's excellent. That looks so fucking fun. I want to sling around and do that stuff. Like, it gives me faith that, like... Uh, it's such an awesome franchise. If only it, the anime Kept continued going. and was like, yeah, and was actually good. I really hope they don't follow the manga based on your assessment of it all. Um, fuck. Like, and I, <laughs> that's hard to say. Like, okay, you know that thing that you guys wrote and there's like a whole thing that you're basing this show off of? Just don't follow that. Just do, do something better. Like, I don't think that's going to ever happen. I don't know. It's just like, hey, remember the crazy titans? Let's drop that. And now we're talking about the princess and the new government order and establishing a new ruler. It's like, oh my god, it turned into West Wing. Who cares? Yeah, I was just gonna say that could happen for like literally an episode if you really want, but not like an entire. I don't know. No, it's. 
I think the like political drama stuff has actually gone on longer than the actual combating Titans. Like that's just bad writing Titans. then. And the people that who are responsible for writing just didn't know how to keep it cool. I I I still really believe that they were just like, hey, this would be a neat show, and then it got so popular they didn't know how to handle it. So they were just like, ah, what do we do? So I still believe in that. But like the game looks fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, this tutorial that I'm watching, it's just it's so fucking perfect like as far as like what you would expect and how you'd want it to function uh it just oh my god i i'm actually like my jaw has dropped that is impressive i i was thinking to myself from a development standpoint how do you even like it's impressive enough as an anime alone just the whole concept and watching it all happen before your eyes are moving around taking out these titans now try to implement that into game mechanics like they've done it and it's it's they deserve uh as soon as this game is completed and available i think that it's going to get a shitload of recognition and it's going to kind of give that resurgence to the franchise that hopefully by that time they'll have something to follow up with yeah i'm hoping they had like the main workforce of attack on titan like working on the show and the writing and then they're working on this game they're like all right we're gonna need the main workforce over here for the video game and that's why the show's kind of gone downhill and they're like all right now that the game's done you can go back to the writing and like hopefully the show gets better no i think what's happening is the people responsible for the writing and the actual show are all just hanging out on an island with george rr R. martin and it's called <laughs> the island of doing nothing the oh, god the island of on hold and missed deadlines yes god damn it that's where i spent but- most of college <laughs> Uh, I spent it at the bar. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the last thing. I Well, that's the last serious thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, Jesus. The dumb thing is, apparently, I don't know if it's it's a mod. So, you know, fair warning. I don't know if it's going to be a mod to the public or if this is a guy's private mod that only he'll have access to. But someone modded a new playable character in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And you might be wondering, what character is not in Super Smash Bros. Brawl that people would want in there? Like, oh, no. I don't know, like Riley from Metroid or something like that. Mm, no, it's from the Zelda franchise and it's not a Goron or, uh, Zora or any of those other creatures. It's not even Epona. That'd be funny. The new playable character this guy modded is Hyrule Castle. The stage from the first Smash Brothers is now a playable character in this guy's mod. What? It's so dumb. That is absolutely absurd. <laughs> How does it play? I mean, what? I- I don't know. Oh, God. It, it looks like it has Kirby or King DDD's hammer in one of the screenshots, because I know that's not like an item they can pick up, and it's using like a laser gun, I guess from Fox, or maybe that's a new one they added. I don't know, but it's the entire stage of Hyrule Temple from Melee as a playable character. That is and- fucking actually cool as shit, and that, if, <laughs> if, if that was available to the public, that would be my character every time. Oh, it's just hilarious. I I hope it's to the public. I hope. Well, I don't. I don't know how modding works on like the Wii and stuff, but I hope people can play as that. I I sure hope so too. That is impressive and hilarious. I'm glad you brought that <laughs> to the table, and I'll definitely put a picture of that in our notes. Um, and I guess the goofy news that I had before we wrap this up and do plugs. Uh, uh, listeners probably already know this, but I'm a huge fan of Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast and the TV show, and I specifically love the original seasons with Reggie Watts. Uh, I kind of stopped watching and like fell off the face of the earth like when it came to TV uh, in general uh, when uh, Kid Cudi took over. But I just saw in the news today, actually, that 
Kid Cudi is no longer going to be the band leader, and he is being replaced by Weird Al Yankovic, which is fuck, yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Actually, it's it's really um, not to say an improvement because Kid Cudi wasn't bad, but like I definitely missed Reggie Watts, and I felt like Cudi was a forced replacement. He did a great job, I'm sure, and everyone who like is a fan was probably like shut the fuck up, Doug. But like personally, I just <laughs> I just really felt like he didn't fit as as well as I was would have hoped. And I'm not sure whether or not he left on his own terms or if like the gig was up and he only signed for like a season or whatever, but he's officially done now. And yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens with weird Al because his personality uh, with Scott Ackerman is just going to, I really think that'll thrive. And just on the latest episode of the podcast, they announced it together and it, it sounded like I'm glad they're teaming up. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love the podcast and I love the show too, but I was never that big of a follower of the show just because I've been watching less and less TV and like as TV and more of just stuff I'm watching online on my own. Yeah. But I think I watched all of the first season and after that, it's very like spotty for me. So I had no objections to Kid Cudi. Also, I've never seen any of Kid Cudi's ep- episodes, but I never felt like he'd be a permanent part. I thought he was just a filling guest and eventually he'd have to go on to either make another album or to go on tour or something like i i'm not surprised that he had to leave Um, yeah that's understandable i don't feel bad because i you know i didn't see any of his episodes i don't know if he was good or not but i do know scott ackerman and weird al are actually good friends and i'm very interested to see what he does like because weird al has made some original songs and has done a ton of parodies is what he's famous for and then has done actual covers of songs, like legitimate covers as a musician. And they're very good. Like he's, he's a good musician, but it's just so rare that you hear him as an actual musician and not a parody artist. Definitely. I agree. And it, it's funny. He's been around since like the beginning. Like you said, they're good friends. So like I, even in the Reggie Watts days, he was on an episode or two. And then uh, ever since he's just been actively on the show. And I think it's a great, uh, the perfect co-host for Scott. And I'm excited to see where it goes uh, from there. But like I said, oh, I'm, yeah. I'll most likely be listening to the podcast more than watching the show. And they even complain that they can't get their stuff to DVD anymore. I'm like, just get it to Blu-ray. That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, just put it online. People, uh, uh, I think someone even said they'll download it or you can pay for it online. That'd be probably more convenient. True. Absolutely. Right. Um, I, I will say this though. Well, Weird Al was the first concert I ever saw. Like, what? Went to, so I, I love Weird Al. The Poodle Hat tour. That's cool as fuck. Actually, good oh, on you. That was great. He's fucking so entertaining as just an entertainer. If that's not redundant enough. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think a fun fact is he's fifty six. A lot of people don't know how old he is. He's he's fifty six, and it amazes people every time. I tell them that. No, I, he's been around for like, I, even on the podcast, they said he was like, yeah, I've, I've, I met Michael Jackson and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that's just, he is a very, he's an old guy and he hides it. Well, I think it's he's the vegan. hair. Oh, that is the hair too. Yeah. He keeps the hair young and spry, but he's, he says he's vegan. So he thinks that attributes to his young appearance. Yeah. I, I, him and his wife, I'd buy that, but all right, let's get to plugs. Uh, we've yep. rambled enough. Um, I can actually plug something, but how about you go first? Uh, I got nothing. My Twitter. I'm not going to repeat it again because maybe I don't want you to follow me. Maybe I want my own secluded part of the internet you cannot find. Maybe it's ABTS Brendan. But, uh, maybe you shut your fucking mouth, dog. <laughs> but no, and what I'm going to plug is I finally started an Instagram because I want to showcase Ooh. my record collection. And if anyone's an Instagrammer, you can check it out at, uh, at Doug Appreciates Music. Um, and also if you're a fan of almost better than dragons or D and D podcast, we're doing a live stream offshoot called mouse guard every Sunday at 1 PM at twitch.tv slash ABT silence. So definitely check that out. 
Um, and if you are a fan of ABTD, as of this recording, there's the new episode out. So, yay. Yeah, it's finally happening. We're getting back into the swing of things. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Please tell your friends if you like the show, if you know anyone who else might enjoy it. Uh, we could really appreciate the word of mouth. But uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.